0: Welcome to the official It's All Dead podcast. The music is dead. Long live the music. Welcome to the official It's All Dead podcast. I'm Kyle Hawk, the editor-in-chief at It's All Dead, and we're happy that you've joined us. We've been doing a lot of podcasts lately. I like it. Um, This podcast is kind of a companion podcast with one that we did... Uh, At the end of January, we welcomed our good friend Brock Benefiel onto the podcast to talk with us about Kanye West, because we were getting ready for him to release his new album, and now the album is here, and a whole lot more has happened in that amount of time. Like, an almost impossible amount of things have happened uh, in the time since we recorded that, which is only a month ago. Um, But we're bringing Brock back on the podcast today, Um, and Brock, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Kyle. I'm so happy to be back so soon. This is... This is so much fun. So,
0: like, tell me, it. I sitting here doing this, it feels like we just did this. But sure. I know, like, when we did this, we thought the album was called Swish. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, a lot of stuff has happened. Right.
1: And it was pre. it was, Kanye basically hadn't tweeted in, like, six months before we, yeah. did, we started this, this last podcast.
0: It's funny, I I pointed this out to a couple people. He had a tweet, um, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, um... February 17th. But uh, earlier this week, I think, after another one of his tirades or rants or whatever you want to call them, he had one that was like, You guys asked me to tweet more. So here, here, here we is. go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Okay. I mean, he's got a point. Yeah. So we promised that we would do a podcast, talk about the album when it came out. Brock and our huge Kanye West fans, you know this if you listen to the podcast, if you read our website, it's all Um And so we're going to talk about the music, but we can't. I, I've been debating this a lot. I almost felt like calling it off simply because, like, I think about the things that you could dedicate a podcast to right now. Kendrick Lamar at the Grammys. Yeah. And um, Beyonce. Like, there's so many really great things happening. And here we are, you know, talking about Kanye at a time where there's so much... There's always controversy surrounding his releases, as I think back and remember on stuff. But this time specifically... There's just a lot of painful things to talk about, I right. guess. And I don't even really know where to start. I mean, how are you I, I it, to be clear, the bill Cosby tweet, the you know, the Taylor Swift line, the you know, misogyny discussion that's gone on tainted my whole experience of The Life of Pablo. I wrote a review of the album on the side. I gave it four to five. I really like it. It's still, I need a lot to spend more time with it to figure out where to place it. I love the music, but the whole experience was kind of ruined for me. I don't know if you had a similar experience or not. Oh,
1: for sure. I mean, the, the, um, especially that Bill Cosby tweet was just so weird, sort of left field. And then, um, I don't know, when you kind of came across the Taylor line, I was watching the live stream and I was having so much trouble (laughs) streaming uh, that concert, and then yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden it just comes back crystal clear right as uh, that song starts, and then that line pops, and it's like, oh man, that's gonna be problematic.
0: But yeah, so I at the time I was having trouble with a live stream as well um, on my desktop, so I streamed on my phone and it was flawless for whatever reason. But as I was listening, I was on a forum with a bunch of people, like in a thread of yeah. people talking, and some people on in that thread already knew about the taylor swift line and so they were talking about it before it happened so i was kind of bracing myself for it to happen and here's the here's the thing though so like all of this stuff happens and it changes our frame of reference because this is the first time that Kanye's said something misogynistic or something right oh yeah even rude or crass or whatever like i i think back when yeezus came out i was listening to that for the first time and on on site the first track there's a line of um get this bit shaken like parkinsons right. and uh, that's that's wrong you probably shouldn't say that and that's that's a really crass thing to say but even in the moment i remember like kind of smirking as i said it like oh okay that's kanye or whatever but this time around it just felt different to me like things like the taylor line felt like they had a lot more weight to them this time because it was he's almost gone beyond the pale in terms of like what he's given himself permission to do and it's it's just weird it's making it strange to
1: me yeah and i don't i mean maybe it's not worthwhile making this a really meta conversation but isn't isn't that something that's just plagued so many of our favorite rap artists like just the amount of misogyny that's not it throughout kanye's music you can go to every single sure. album almost song by song and have some sort of cringeworthy line mm-hmm. um some sort of misogynistic line and i think well, honestly, what makes this so elevated is the fact that it's Taylor Swift, right? There's a history there. That's yeah. a public celebrity. This is clearly someone that had no interest in being portrayed the way that way in this album, and it's a little odd that that's the kind of thing that pops, um, because so, 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 like especially in that that tweet storm you had, like he really said some nasty things about Amber Rose, and this is just stuff. This is just stuff that's in Kanye's music. Yeah. And It's almost like you've got to stomach it. Famous is a great. A great example. Like you almost have to
0: stomach that line to get to the rest of the song, which yeah. is actually a pretty exceptional song. It's it's one of the best songs in the album. Um, the best beat on the album, in my opinion. I, I think the reason you know, it's all dead. We write about a lot of different music, but we dwell a lot in kind of the punk and indie scene. And over the past year or two, uh, things I guess in relation to misogyny and how women are treated in that scene and uh, the way you know, even women performers and musicians are treated has been a hot topic. And so we've talked about it on our side in terms of Warped Tour last year. So it was an ongoing conversation already, I think, in the realm that we kind of live in and it's all dead. So this is kind of adding to it. And for me, it was a sort of a moral crossroads of like, you have made statements about certain bands or certain whatever that have been in these sorts of situations before. So now Kanye says something like, at a certain point, like, when is it not okay?" for you to support Kanye in a certain sure. situation. So I, I'm i still dwelling in that place right now. I'm still working through it and struggling with it. It's just been a lot more, it's just been more weighty to me this time around. Sure,
1: and then like, look, do we want to apply that same standard to other hip-hop artists? Like, do you want to go through right. all the Kendrick Lamar's lyrics sure. and point out all the misogynistic comments? You want to uh, take, take Drake, you want to go through all of his lyrics? Yeah. Like, does it only matter because it applies to Taylor Swift? Um, I think it does matter, though, and clearly that's that's not cool and we wish it wasn't in the music it does yeah. take away from um some of the incredible artistic achievements that are on this album and are on that are on others and it just takes away from a lot of the meaningful statements that are in a lot of the hip hop music that yeah. we love and like even you take a movie like Straight Outta Compton which was like that's easily on you like you're my top 5 list of mm-hmm. the year if of it, course if, if it isn't for some cringe worthy scenes in addition to this, some things that were left out of them that That album, it's just kind of unfortunately. This is not a like hip hop's not a monolith. This is not a this is not a problem throughout hip hop, but it just plagues so many of the the artists we
0: love. Definitely. So even aside from all of that, there's also the stuff that's come recently of the you know I'm fifty-three million dollars in debt. He made a really terrible comment. I think maybe one of the worst things for me was the basically implying that. giving money to, like, fund a school in Africa or something is less worthwhile than funding Kanye, the genius, who's going to change the world or whatever. There's just been... It's just... No matter what way you slice it, no matter what way you look at it, this has been an all-time onslaught of, like, reasons to just be really frustrated and ticked off. Um, And when you add that on top of, like, hands down, the most insane, weird, confusing album rollout of all time... And we should say the album's not even really officially out. Right. It's streaming on Tidal, and he says that uh, he's not even going to release it, although he's kind of gone back and forth on that. But I mean, but on top of that, like, I think I saw a stat this week that over half a million people have already downloaded the album from, like, BitTorrent sites anyway. So, like, sure. there's obviously. It's been weird all the way around, but it hasn't stopped anybody from, like, being fully immersed in what's happening, I Sure, guess. you
1: hear so many wild statements. Apparently, he's got 40 songs recorded with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. There's, you know, maybe he doesn't ever stop working on it. It's just, it's wild. But we do have 18 tracks, and it's um, some of the most impressive 18 tracks, like I've heard, in, in years. I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. This is an exceptional album, and... um you're, you're, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head 4 out of 5 and I think we all have to give it 4 out of 5 because it's a 5 star review that get that we can't
0: give 5 stars to because it's so much of the stuff sur- surrounding it is so problematic yeah. so you would say that a lot of the events happening so for you it has actually impacted your experience of the whole thing it
1: took sure. all the air out man it wasn't even like that ex- It the the day that the live stream happened I was like kind of on the fence about even watching it because yeah. it was just it just felt like Man, this when he just came out that was so fun, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it just took especially that Bill Cosby man, that just took the air out of the
0: room. When, yeah.
1: When they started thinking about the the new album.
0: Yeah. Uh I'm I almost we'll have to discuss at some point how this impacts Kanye going forward. I mean, or if this is another thing that blows over. He's been able to weather a lot of storms, and a lot of that is, you know, due to him having the ability to own up to mistakes he's made. Um, make changes in his life and the way he presents himself. I mean, that's those are all admirable things. I talked about that in the review. I think more than almost anybody in the public eye, he's been more willing and more put in situations to answer for his actions in the yeah. past. And a lot of times, has done a really great job of it. I think he's got another opportunity. I, each time I think that he's about to do it, 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 he he tends to push it a little bit further. It seems the past couple of weeks, but um, but this is what we've got. We've got the album. Um, what is so before we talk about the music I want to ask you about the whole title thing because it's been so weird it's been so controversial there was a the whole Rihanna album rollout that completely blew up it was terrible um then you know we, we don't know when the album's coming out Kanye says on Friday morning it's coming out later today it doesn't Saturday night live he does his performance at the end he goes go to KanyeWest.com right now I was in I was sitting right here in this seat till like 1 or two in the morning like hitting refresh it did not come to Kanye west.com and blame all, chance uh, man yeah <laughs> so i mean what is it what was your thought because i know you're not a huge title fan i mean what what's hey, been your takeaway all i know that? is
1: sitting here today i have a, a title account it's 30 day <laughs> free trial they did it might, it, right? yeah, my credit cards in there uh they definitely did it so um i have no i had no experience with title before then i just remember the video with like jay-z and uh, the guys from Daft Punk and like Madonna or whatever and, yeah uh, I don't know
0: there's I guess Spotify like the rest of the world For sure and, but they're doing a good job of forcing it on us yeah so I mean the the obvious question is if he doesn't do a physical release or a digital release or any official release at some point when title inevitably goes under or gets sold like what happens to The Life of Pablo right is that <laughs> uh, we, uh, that's that's incredible to think we may n- never have a physical copy of yeah. The Life of Pablo yeah but then he did something I I thought I saw some tweet of him talking about the vinyl release of it being rainbow colored or no it was glow in the dark or something I mean (laughs) who knows we're literally still at a point where we have no idea uh what's going to happen the everything the album artwork the it's it's just crazy um but let's... I guess we should spend some time actually talking yeah. about the album. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so since people have like read, probably read my review and stuff, I mean, I'll let you start and talk about your thoughts on it. What was your takeaway? Well, I,
1: th- I think the one thing... Immediately when I hear a Kanye album, um, you want to compare it to other Kanye albums or like kind of see where this fits in. We were talking earlier mm-hmm. today about where we might rank if we had to re-rank yeah. all the Kanye albums. To me, this is um, something you hit on in your review this is sort of a sprawling epic and that reminds me of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy I think it's kind of on par with that because it okay. sort of has some of the best tracks have a real inspirational tone um some of the best tracks also have a really sort of dark reflective um yeah. owning up to your mistakes <clears> throat> uh throat> mm-hmm. tone to it and I think that that sort of that mix of emotions and just the level of production is just incredible like, yeah. we're talking about the level of production on an unfinished album yeah um It's pretty exceptional. I love the fact that some of the the tracks, I think, that were on the borderline like 30 hours and No More in Parties in LA kind of show up Kanye as a lyricist too, which is something we really haven't had in in like 10 years. Um, Certainly, on the old Kanye, like, that's a great little freestyle um, as well. So I think this is going to be interesting to see where this falls in line with with one of the Kanye's, but this is... Clearly, have another classic album on our hands that may not get deemed classic, right? Because it's not being
0: it's not being let out in the world like a traditional album. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I've thought about that of like how strange it's going to be for people at the end of the year to try to figure out what to do with this. Um, so, a couple things. One, I I kind of hinted at this in the review, and I'm more convinced now than ever that this should have been a double album. I think the life of Pablo ends after Wolves. And then we've got these tracks that a lot of them I like. I still hate Facts. I just think that's the worst song he's ever done. I I don't even know if I can explain why. I just think it sucks. But uh, 30 Hours, um, No More Parties in L.A., Fade. I think that this, and I think there's more songs, too. I think that he should have done The Life of Pablo and then a double album like Swish as Disc 2. And that's these other songs that we've got for the Good Friday releases. Because they don't mesh. They don't match up. And he even says, like, during the ad-lib part of 30 Hours, you know, this is these are the bonus tracks or whatever. Like, I, I kind of wish that we just had, like, a separate release. No, that's like, a great you could point. Just choose which one to listen to. I remember uh, that
1: was one of the best things that Kendrick Lamar did on Good Kid and Mad City was those, those three tracks that really didn't fit the album, but they mm-hmm. were just, like, incredible songs that he just kind of released as a separate CD. Yeah. He bought the, the Extended Boat track. And, yeah, you're probably right, but, again, this is all within the context of, like, we are listening to an unfinished album. Yeah. Like, who knows... If there's an Andre 3000 verse that we're going <laughs> right. to get, who knows if Sia is coming back on Wolves. Mm-hmm. Like All of these things are still up in the air. But I think, without a doubt, um, this is going to end up being a top three album, maybe the top album of the year, um, and the only one holding it back is Kanye. Yeah,
0: right. excellent point. Let's talk about some of the songs on it. And as we do, I want to point out that Brock had, uh, you'd mentioned within our group of friends, even before, I mean, this is way back, that this, you thought this was going to be a gospel album. And then Kanye tweeted one day, I think it was during that Wiz Khalifa deal, that it was going to be a gospel album. We were like, oh, how did you know that? And then... We talked, Kanye and I talked. Yeah. So then you tune into the title thing and Ultra Light Beam plays and that's a gospel song. And I was just like, what is happening right now? Like... That it's an incredible opening. I mean, it just blow like sonically blows you away. Like that's a song that the title stream doesn't do it justice. You have to put on some like noise canceling headphones. You have to turn the sound up, and you like have to sit in the dark and like figure that song out. Like that's a it's an incredible open to that album. I know. It, it, and what
1: does it remind you of though? It kind of reminds you of uh, Dark Fantasy. Like mm-hmm. it, that. It's yeah. just such. It just sort of blows all the doors open. I I remember watching that live stream just thinking like, Oh my god, Madison Square Garden is gonna deflate. Like this is just yeah. this is just so wild. And you're right, it 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 sort of hits on such an aspirational tone that I almost when I first listened to the album, I kind of assumed that um, the whole album kind of might follow that arc. Yeah. Because if you think about where we were sort of left off with of the this is very sort of upbeat inspirational. Um, tone to it, and I kind of thought maybe we'll sweep through the whole the album yeah. that way. Granted, it doesn't it doesn't go that way, and it's probably more interesting that it doesn't. Um, but what yeah. an exceptional song! Maybe the best that's ever opened the Kanye album. Ooh,
0: yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. That's a, <laughs> We're gonna have to think about it statement. It's tough. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to talk with you about some of your favorite songs on the album. I here's the thing for me, and maybe this speaks to the quality of the album. It keeps changing. Um, I've had several changes of heart on favorite tracks. We talked before. Wolves was my favorite song that came out before the album, and it never even got officially released. But um, it's completely different on the action on the life of Pablo. Uh, Sia and Vic Mensa are gone, and now it's Frank Ocean. And at first, I really didn't like it. I didn't like his rap verse in there. Um, I missed that the Sia and Vic Mensa parts. But now the more I listen to it, I actually kind of like it. I love Frank Ocean on it. I mean, I love... Frank Ocean could sing on anything and I would love it. Um, but that song's grown on me. I mean, I I don't know. Tell me about some of the... Like, you've listened a few times. What were some of the tracks that just, boom, stuck out to you immediately?
1: Oddly enough, Famous is the one the first time through that, that works just so exceptionally well. Um, I totally agree on Wolves. Like, you have to almost... It's so hard... Because you're so disappointed that Vic Mensa and C are on the track, but it still works so well. Yeah, um, I like Facts a lot more than you like Facts. <laughs> so okay, make
0: an argument. for I, I don't think it like works,
1: it. man. It's just I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and argue for um, for too long on Facts, though. So. Um, I think 30 Hours is like hysterical. It's yeah. weird. It's it's kind of being like a great lyricist. Yeah. I think that one <laughs> sort of pops. Maybe I'm a little bit more on the second half of the album than you are. Um, yeah, Ultralight Beam works really well. I'm trying to think of the other one that, where, he, where, where he goes, Get Oprah. Um, what's that called?
0: Oh, is that... Uh, was that? It's not Highlights, is it? Starts it starts with an F. I can't remember what it's... Oh, man, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll <I'm laughs> look it to, up. Yeah. Well, That's a great song. Yeah. I mean, so the thing... Uh, you brought up 30 Hours, and that is... That's one that I've really liked. That's that song has grown on me more than any of them. Okay. My you know we heard it for the when it was released as part of the Good Fridays right uh, stuff. But the more I listened to it, I was sitting in my car the other morning. I drove to work and was listening to it. And I just kind of sat there because that part with the beast just riding and he's kind of talking like that it's sick. It's wild. It's a really it's, I know. good song. I know. And it's caused like so much conjecture because everybody's like trying to talk about like what what does this mean? What is he even talking about? Is this like a real story? Like right. what's happening? So I don't know. What do you think about like
1: it's not that popular on rap albums anymore to do like the freestyle interludes or like the, the small skits. And now like we have these little freestyles. Um, I think there are three on the album. Yeah. And they all to me work so, so well. I love it. Like what were your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I it depends. There's a couple of them that are good. I could I've always the interlude stuff. You know, a lot of that is a hip hop thing. Um, I've always struggled with it. When it's done well, it's perfect. Um, but then there are times where you know I could do with or without it. Um, I think the like the I love Kanye like sort of interlude thing. I thought that was really good. But freestyle four is one that I'm just like, come on, like, it's it just bad. Yeah. I don't I don't enjoy it at all. It doesn't add anything to the album for me. Um, I understood why low lights got put on there, but I skip it because I just want to get yeah. to highlights, you know. Highlights so I don't know. That's another one that pops. Yeah. Um, but isn't isn't one of
1: the the most one of the things that's always gotten you and I most excited about the creation of the Kanye album? It's not all of the controversy around the Kanye album, but all the stories you hear, like all just the fact that there were more than a hundred people that have production credits on this this, yeah. this album, um, and you feel like when you're listening to those kind of tracks, the short interludes. Like you're almost getting you're almost going behind the scenes. Like yeah. you're almost seeing the work, right? And the way that Good Fridays which was released this time and with my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, all of that just makes you feel like you've got a greater sense of ownership into the actual yeah. process of the album.
0: I agree completely. And even this time it was so weird. Like Chance the Rapper has enough say that a Kanye album can't be released until Chance is happy like that's a thing I guess I that's know. so weird I know I never would have expected that like I know Chance has come up but like that's that was just a strange thing it wasn't even a song that he was on it was Waves it was the Chris Brown track it's so interesting to me the, the way like Kanye obviously has very high opinions of the people he works with he doesn't just like bring people in for no reason um, so he obviously you know I've read about you know how he'll He's just obsessive about asking people, "Is this okay? Is this right?" Um, it, it's really fascinating to kind of get to see that play out, yeah. in real time, where it's like affecting when an album would be released. And he seems like he trusts a lot of opinions, right? Yeah, there's, there's so many great artists on this album. Yeah, um, and we should talk about the guest spots. What were some of? I mean, obviously Chance, like, just he slays on ultra light beam and that's incredible i've
1: never been a chance to rapper fan i mean i've never disliked him but i've I've never listened to one of his verses on his albums or others and i've been like oh man it's exceptional and it just goes toward like what an incredible um talent corraler kanye is right he really does get the best out of people yeah and like here's here's a a remarkable example right Um, you asked who are some of the other that that really pop um i'm so excited to have like a well-produced swiss beat contribution like i don't think i was thinking back i haven't thought about a swiss beats uh um song since like my beautiful dark twist fantasy or since uh on to the next one on blueprint three like yeah he's he's like one of our my, my favorites ever and just to have him back and like that on famous is just exceptional like that's so
0: fun yeah that beat is insane. I know we've already referenced it before. But I was thinking uh, earlier this week as I was playing it in my car, I was like, damn, like this is a song you wanna turn up right. the stereo on. But you're just gonna have to cringe through the Taylor Swift line. Right. But that's part of it. I mean, I, I know you've probably had this experience as well. We grew up listening to hip hop. Like when there's a great beat, you just feel it. And it sometimes it doesn't even matter what the person's saying. Like right. anything could hit. And that and like it or not, the those opening lines hit hard on that beat. Sure, you know what I mean. That's the I know. that's the frustration I know. with it. But and and so it's like
1: those he has been such a consistent like rage monster and Mm -hmm. to hear that just that intense repetition that are always on the songs he produces it's just when it when it goes man it's it's so perfect
0: yeah i think uh famous and feedback were my two favorites feedback that's what the song was called. yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) the feedback seems
1: like it's almost like a um very easily could have been on Jesus, right and so that's exactly obviously that's gonna that's gonna speak to me yeah um yeah, that's, that's another one that, that I think is, is sort of an instant classic.
0: Yeah. Um, so, in talking about guest spots, we haven't even mentioned what I think is still my favorite song of the album, which is FML um, with The Weeknd. Yeah. I, I love The Weeknd. That song is just perfect to me. It's I love how stripped down it gets and how the beat kind of builds on top of itself as the verses progress. And then just from a thematic standpoint, I've always been a huge fan of kind of those introspective Kanye songs. So, all the way I mean, around to me, it's just great and what a perfect pairing right yeah. for that kind of song yeah.
1: it's like these two guys were made for each other this is yeah. this, they <laughs> need to have some sort of Drake Future like uh, yeah. creative partnership because uh, not only have they now like you know Kanye produced on The Weeknd's album and that was exceptional and his contributions on Life of Pavel are exceptional man I really hope these guys make more songs Yeah, me. even like a guy like Kendrick Lamar who I like I'm much more interested in um, and it does a great job on No More Parties in L.A. He just doesn't seem nearly as great of a fit as The weekend as Kanye. So, yeah, man, no, I, I hope this is not the last time we see the, the, the no, two of them work together. It can't be.
0: Um, let me ask you this How did Post Malone end up on this album? I didn't even know who Post Malone was. So, <laughs> I thought Post Malone exactly. was. Exactly. What right? is he doing? Right. Which is a
1: great rap name? I don't know. I hope it's it's a reference to Carl Malone. It's got to be right. Because he was the mailman. I don't think it is. <laughs> At least
0: according to Post Malone, it's not. That's too bad, man. Who knows?
1: Uh, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I didn't know who Post Malone was. Yeah. But good for him. Get... <laughs> so, run coattails. I mean, how many great people have we been introduced to on a Kanye album? So yeah. Maybe Post Malone will...
0: Maybe he'll run our lives in the next five years. I don't know. Um, there's a kind of a future guest spot for yeah. like half of the line <laughs> the Kid Cudi spot I lo- you know I love every time Kid Cudi and Kanye do an album together right. like I wish we'd get like a whole album of them and he's perfect on Father Stretch My Hands like that it's it's a killer chorus that's a great song another great yeah. song there's not a, there's not really any bad songs in here
1: and kind of like go. it's the same thing with Swizz like when was the last time you and I have thought about Kid Cudi or talked about Kid Cudi like that's mm-hmm. just not something well the last time was the tweet Storm when he accused Wiz Khalifa of stealing all the yeah. good kind of stuff but we don't talk about him anymore and like it's just so fun to have like this Tarantino-esque like let's bring back some guy that was really great five years ago and remind everyone about like what an exceptional artist he is yeah. and, and th- those are two great songs too
0: yeah uh, that's really cool I love stuff like that the Part one and part two, and I mean, they flow right in together, yeah. but they're two completely different right. songs, so um, it's it's really cool. Um, so, I know that we've only, you know, we're still a week in on this, but like, if have you, you, I know we can't place it yet, but you, I know you've thought about it. Absolutely. You've, so, tell me what you've thought about in terms of it, where okay. this album belongs.
1: So, let's step back for... So, this has now become a companion piece to a podcast we did two years ago, which I'm yeah. sure very few people, have any, have listened to uh, that are listening to this podcast. However, if I got to re rank them, which I think is a con- conversation end of its own, but um, I now, okay, let's go let's go forwards to back. Um, still put 808s at the rear, graduation mm-hmm. after. Um, then I put, I think this is where life of Pablo may fit in. Okay. I think it's sort of on par with my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy um, then I gotta put um, so I think those two will kind of be the mix then I gotta put um, Yeezus then College Dropout and then number one now is Late Registration Yeah.
0: that missing me? No, I think you're good. Yeah, I rem- I'm remembering now that we were almost like totally backwards on the right. way that we view this. But I, for me, I also think that it's going to fall somewhere right in the middle. Yeah. But at the same time, when Jesus came out, it was so abrasive. I I don't I don't think I was like you where I was completely on board with it right off the bat. It took me a while. That album grew on me mm-hmm. a lot. Like the further I got away from it, the more I enjoyed it. Um, whereas now, you know, maybe I might place it a little higher than I would have a couple years ago, but. um yeah, it's tricky. But there's no way The Life of Pablo is going to be, for me, in the realm of, like, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, College Dropout, 808s, and Heartbreak. That's the holy grail for me. It's not going to penetrate sure. into that. But it's going to be, like, that next step down, right? probably right with Jesus on the next, on the next rung of the
1: ladder. Which is still, like, we're talking about all these albums. We think, you and I both think they are all great, mm-hmm. right? These are still picking from the degree of separation between any of them. Like, the degree of separation for me... Between late registration and eight hundred eight is so small, right? Mm-hmm. It's just small enough for every single other album that Kanye yeah. has made to fit
0: in between. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's crazy because we talked on the last podcast about we were you know is there any worry this is going to be a dud or something? I just don't think he's capable of no. it at this point. I think he's kind of proven that.
1: You know what's fascinating to me? So Kanye is thirty eight now. He's a year younger than Jay Z was. When he released Blueprint Three, right, which was the last solo contribution Jay Z had, that wasn't at all interesting, right? Mm -hmm. There was a few tracks on there that were really good, and some certainly introduced Jay Cole and kind of elevated the attention to Drake, right? And you look at like where Kanye is at thirty-eight versus where Jay Z was like thirty-eight, and it's hard to see. It's hard not to see ten more years. Of great Kanye albums even if we get three or four at most yeah. Um, and it's just at a point where almost every single other artist his age is well past their prime
0: or winding down right so I want to change the conversation a little bit we talked on uh, on the last one about what to expect and you made the comment um, Kanye has no like cultural question to answer or something along those lines um, and as I was researching to write uh, the review this weekend um, I was looking back at what I'd written about Yeezus and one of my main gripes with that album was how I mean it's like that album is all id right, right. Like it's it's complete ego and for me there was a frustration there simply because what initially attracted me to Kanye West along with just like the, the throwback sound of like the hip hop I loved on College Dropout was the fact of like how much he had to say um, just like on a straight cultural and societal yeah. level. And so for me, it was difficult to see that almost completely vanish by the time that um, Jesus came around. So what I'm wondering now, and we've talked about Jay-Z, one of my big gripes with him is you know, how he just stopped having anything to say. Right. He just became Jay-Z talking on songs. Um, does Kanye West have anything left to say that... Is um, obviously, we've talked about the life of Pablo, how like pleasing it is to the ear. We haven't talked that much about the content or about anything he's saying. Does that, how much does that matter to you? Well, it matters a lot. And
1: it, there's a reason why, to back up, there's a reason why late registration is my favorite Kanye. It's mm-hmm. the the album where he has the most to say and it's the most important. Um, since Yeezus and really since um, 808, if, if we want to be honest, like, He's had very little to say that hasn't had to do with Kanye, right? Uh What we're seeing is Kanye's version of My Struggle now, you know, that that, the book series. Like, we are just getting um, his intense view on his own evolution. And, like, that's very clear um, throughout the life of Pablo. And that's all he's going to give us now, you know, going forward. There are a couple of references to um, police brutality and violence. They're sort of. Quickly cast aside; it's not really um, influential at all to the core message of the album. But like, we're just gonna get Kanye talking about Kanye, and it's sort of made clear in that, in that, that freestyle. Like, if you like it, great, get on board. If not, like, that's that's my expectation for every Kanye album going forward. And it's kind of interesting when you look at it in that perspective. I mean, certainly, um, when we look back at the Pimp a Butterf- Butterfly, Kendrick's album last year, even the societal issues that he w- was addressing were sort of all through his intensely personal prison. Right. And that made it very interesting, right? Kanye is not going to address the same issues that Kendrick will, but he will always address Kanye. And to me, it's very interesting. It may not be fulfilling in the way that I like it, but it is something.
0: Yeah, it's something you kind of made peace with. And I guess I have as well. Um, I think I made peace with it probably after Jesus at some point, after all that settled down. Because honestly, I probably haven't even thought about it as much as... I would have three years ago. Right. You know what I mean? But what,
1: I mean, I can't name one thought on my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy that like, oh man, this is really making me think. Now, certainly on Watch the Thrones, um, there was some exceptional stuff on gun violence. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is, this is not, we're not talking about to low quality,
0: right? Yeah. Well, okay. So for 808s and Heartbreak, obviously you've just gone through a lot of like personal stuff that shaped that out, which makes sense to me. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy for me was like the first delve inside Kanye's yeah. head in a in a really raw sense and that's what made it so incredible and people were so stunned by it whereas I don't think anybody's having that reaction this time around kind of cuz it's like a sequel to a movie we've already seen right um so but yeah i i it'll be interesting as the years pass to see what my reactions continue to be i think i'm always going to love his music but i think i'm probably always from this point forward going to have a struggle a with uh, Content-wise, if it it is always Kanye-focused and two, um, just whatever happens from here, as far as right. the things he says and who he's going to choose to be and what he's going to choose to stand for, I guess.
1: But in an odd way, the that the bizarre behavior keeps him in the zeitgeist, right? And like, yeah. it, it, it's very possible if all of this stuff that we find so distasteful didn't exist, that these would be like more niche albums now that right. wouldn't be as widely listened to or like wouldn't fill Madison Square Garden yeah. and I don't know we don't live in that alternative universe but um, I do still kind of wish like Kanye didn't exist outside of Kanye's music you know <laughs> <laughs> it'd yeah. be a lot it'd be a lot more uh, be a lot easier to get excited about
0: yeah well um, what are we missing I mean I, what have we not covered that you would want to talk about okay let me
1: steal an idea from Chuck Klosterman okay um, or to paraphrase right one thing So let's just assume Kanye is in $53 million in debt, which Uh is probably not true at all, right? Um, One thing Chuck Kloshman thought at the end of last year was, wouldn't it be interesting to uh, nationalize Star Wars? So so (laughs) Star Wars is like this public entity. Why doesn't Obama just make an executive decision? To assume that three fifty-three million dollars is dead, right, <laughs> and to st- start to roll out all of that Donda organizational chart, and just have all of the benefits go back, like just go back to taxpayers, right. So we're just yeah. gonna fund Kanye's ideas from here on out, just giving just carte blanche approval to just you know do whatever he wants, yeah, and uh, and we'll just have we'll have Kanye as a national you know, entity. Like
0: like Da Vinci. Yeah. Well <laughs> that would be fascinating to watch. Like I wanna go back to you mentioned the, the document. <laughs> Talk with me about what your thoughts were when you saw that uh, <laughs> the chart.
1: The best okay the best thing about that chart is his tweet where he was like, and you know it's mine. You know I did this because, because they're misspelling. Yeah that's perfect. Um I could just live inside of that chart. Like the fact that it's talking about <laughs> like um boats and yeah. cancer research and it's just it's so good it's just so good and I have no doubt um, that he thinks he's getting all of that yeah. and uh, I want to know what the seven screen movie experience is I just I don't know what that I don't know
0: where we go from there but uh, it's hard not to want all of it you know <laughs> because yeah. at this point I really shouldn't, uh, strictly from a Kanye standpoint, but just as a as a person and yeah, I, wanting to see this experience. I, I mean, mean, if
1: President Kyle is looking at a public transportation plan and you're thinking like, "Do I want Kanye West to run this or not?" Like every single time, you're putting your hands on <laughs> Kanye. So,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, no, that's a that's actually a really interesting thought. Um, I, um, I, and I feel like Kanye would be on board with it too. Yeah, I, 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 I thought you might be interested in taking a completely left turn. And <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to have to happen pretty quick, though, um, because I'm not sure any of the candidates running now are going to be as invested. Uh, I don't know, though. President Trump, I mean, I think he and Kanye have, have struck up a friendship, so maybe that yeah. that happens. <laughs> He's a dealmaker, so. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess we've kind of exhausted all of it. I. You know, we're gonna to have to spend some more time with the album and come right. back a little bit later. We've talked about um doing the the top opening tracks for Kanye albums and, and now there's a new album out. I feel like we have to completely um kind of reshape our our frame of thought as we talk about where everything ranks. I do think sort of wrapping things
1: up, I do think we will get a cut of this album. I also think this album will end up existing somewhere with like thirty five tracks. Um, it won't be on the
0: sort of physical cut of the album but it'll exist somewhere and I think
1: it's going to end up on everyone's top 10
0: list yeah so wait when do you think the album is actually going to be released I don't know man that's that's (laughs) too much for me to to even wrap my mind around I don't know yeah Um, probably not going to be this Friday Yeah. tomorrow
1: did you did you have any thoughts on um, not to get real serious but Ryan Fest tweets about Kanye maybe being in like a a serious mental health uh, situation
0: I thought about discussing that um it's hard because that's a that's a serious thing to think right. about, and we don't know Kanye. We don't know his situation. Um, if if that's a real thing, you know, I mean, he, we, I definitely would hope that he gets the help. He, needs. sure, it's, it's just so hard to conjecture on things like that because people say things, and right. how serious are you supposed to take that? I don't know what what did but, you well.
1: Think? I, I mean, I don't. I want to sit here and play pop psychologist. I have no idea. But I will say, and I and I think you can relate to this as well. Like we are always kind of in the back of our minds, wondering if Kanye is Raps Andy Kaufman or if there is like a serious thing going on that maybe needs professional attention, right? And so yeah. we we don't know. Like, are we all getting played or is this real? And that's always been a question. And oddly enough, I know this is a very serious topic, but oddly enough, that makes it more interesting in some ways. And no, I agree. Um, obviously, we wish the best for everyone, but it is something that it's hard to look at the work, it's hard to look at those tweet storms, and not wonder what else
0: is at play. And it's just something that's that we're always going to think about. No, I I agree completely, and uh, I yeah, I think it's I think any Kanye fan would agree that that's something in the back of your mind, right? And that's why that's why for me it's so important. And I've talked about this before talked about being a Kanye apologist or whatever making that joke um and always jumping to his defense but I think in reality I'm just a human apologist because um I'm never I've never been one that like puts a celebrity in a different place where like um you know like if if you made the the Bill Cosby tweet I wouldn't you know fly off the handle and cut you out of my life or I kind you make blow dresh. off the handle I, I would be really upset with you but we would have a conversation <laughs> sure. about it you know what I mean I, that's the way I've always tried to approach things whether it's a musician I like or a friend in my life I try to be as level headed as I possibly can in those situations so that's for me why I've never been one of like oh screw Kanye he's just a jerk or a crazy person like no he's actually a human being and right. we have no idea what goes on in his head we have no idea like what like things may happen in his life that sure. may cause this or that to happen so um he's frustrating but i'm still holding hope for him just as a person like you know i'm going to try to give you the benefit of the doubt to make amends for a mistake or to change your point of view on something or to get help if you need help in a certain way but one of the most
1: exceptional things about all these albums is especially the last few is he's intense. you know unlike you and i um He's intensely interested in putting his worst thoughts out there intentionally, yeah. right? Not just to—I don't—I don't think it's just to arouse people. I think he knows what he's doing. It mm-hmm. does arouse people. It does get people's attention. But I think he's truly trying to speak through those things. Yeah. And like, obviously, we're all flawed. We all have—we're um, all terrible people in some respects. But um, it's just sort of fascinating to to, to see someone that like really doesn't mind putting that out, out there for people to consume.
0: Yeah, because, I, you know, again, I don't know him. I'm not in his head, but I've kind of described it as a potential self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, yeah. if, if you want to believe that people hate your guts, what better way to do it than to, like, cause them to hate you, like, even the people that like you. Like, just right. keep pushing them until they're gonna be frustrated enough to have a strong opinion. And that's the
1: thesis of, of of FML, man. He's just like, I'm ready to ruin my life because I know it's coming anyways. And it's yeah. just, oh It's heavy man. It's super heavy. Alright, let's, <laughs> let's let's not end on that negative of a note. Um over under on how many tracks you think will end up
0: on the final cut of this album. Ooh, okay. So right now we have eighteen, is that yeah. right? We'll include and... interludes. This is tough. Um <laughs> So over under eighteen? Yeah, we'll set it at eighteen.
1: I'm gonna uh, go I'm gonna take the over.
0: Okay. I'll i I'll put it at twenty one. I'm gonna go under because I'm looking at the checklist on title and I see that the Silver Surfer intermission has already been changed. Oh, <laughs> the really? track name of it. Yeah, just it's it that's just within looks like less hour. Now. Um, oh my gosh I and that's a track that doesn't even make sense to be on there if the album's not called Waves right. because it's like Max B basically giving Kanye permission to be wavy or whatever right. so I'm, I'm gonna say Under and say he makes a couple cuts and it goes to 17 but i think that he's going to keep releasing other tracks in the good fridays fashion yeah
1: how much more does it make you enjoy the album knowing that like as we podcast is like logged in the title um uh, <laughs> making like text changes <laughs> you know <laughs> it's pretty great man <laughs> i wouldn't expect
0: anything else oh
1: man this is who knows the conversation like the album i guess just goes on forever
0: yeah well, Brock, thanks for joining us again to talk about Kanye. It's always a pleasure, and uh, it was uh, fun to have you on. Thanks again, Kyle. This is great. That's going to do it for today's podcast on the life of Pablo. Uh, if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can pull up the uh, It's All Dead podcast on uh, by opening iTunes on your home computer or the podcast app on your smartphone. Search It's All Dead. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, you'll stay up to date on every show that we release. And, of course, check out our website, itsalldead.com. Uh, That's going to do it for this time. Uh, We'll be back with another podcast episode before you know it. But for now, signing off, I'm Kyle Hawk, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the official It's All Dead podcast. You can download our podcast at iTunes and find exclusive music news and content at www.itsalldead.com.